more on Twitter alternatives, and the Apple earnings call. This is Mac Voices. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by ZocDoc. Find doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Download the free ZocDoc app at ZocDoc.com slash MacVoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, the Mac Voices Live panel continues their discussion of the state of Twitter and alternative social networks that they might prefer if and when we lose Twitter. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. The, the part I, f- I find really interesting, though, is it wasn't, I mean, well, I guess maybe it was pre-pandemic. I don't know. I've lost track of time. But, you know, the Twitter was allegedly kind of falling into insignificance. And Facebook was the place to be. And then Instagram popped up and, you know, the two of them were the place to be. And, you know, Twitter was seen as kind of, you know, uh, anachronistic because of the the limited the limited space for your messages. And now all of a sudden Twitter is being seen as, you know, and, and I and I personally think rightfully so, as extremely important to the fabric of information dissemination from a social media perspective. You know, it unfortunately it's also a, a way that uh fake news and a lot of agendas have gotten advanced too. And and that's too bad, but you could probably say that about almost any social network. Pretty much. But I, I I just the idea that it has become, and and I I mean, I, a guy I think you said it. I mean, I view Twitter as very important, just like Eric said. You know, it's it's an immediate thing, you know, that anybody can participate in very quickly and very easily. I, Twitter, I I it has been very beneficial to me. That's it's definitely. I, you know, I, I have a community. I've made, I've made in-person friends that became, uh, came out of Twitter, you know, <laughs> um, and also friends that I already had, you know, I've been able to keep them more in touch or sometimes that I'd lost touch with and got back in touch. And now we regularly, um, and, and, you know, as Eric was saying, the ability to get immediate, you know, like news from Ukraine, there's all kinds of you know, direct. And again, you have to, you know, you have to watch it and well, is this really true? But you kind of have to do that even for mainstream news now. Um, If you were smart, you were doing that a long time ago. Right. You have to. And I think it's become more so there's like sort of a a emerging. Yeah. let me ask you guys this though. I'd be interested because we just talked about micro.blog. What would you be willing to pay for to have Twitter on a monthly basis? Forget paying for my blue check mark or you know any special designation. Just to have the service you have right now, what would you be willing to pay? Nothing. Same. Okay. Same. Wow. I, I would be willing to pay, but the thing is, that's not the issue. It's only if everybody would be willing to pay. You know, if it suddenly becomes a service where there's only people that are willing to pay some amount, then it'll disappear. It'll disappear. That means, you know, yeah. and, and you know, it's interesting that some of the discussion is coming up now, which I think is valid. It's like, hey, wait a minute. 
I'm producing all this content. Twitter should be paying me. <laughs> and, you know, there's a good point to that. Like YouTube pays content creators, right? Some of them. Well, there's quite Some a few. Of them. Some of them, but, you know, I do any of you think of yourselves as content creators on Twitter? No, but right. there's definitely content I read that I, I could see how, you know, people could be like, yeah, why should I pay to give this content away for free? And I, I think, you know, there's people that are now like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, you want me to pay to you $240 to give you the content that makes your site valuable? There are some features I would like, though. You know, I, I would be maybe willing to pay money if I could get rid of all the ads. And yeah. I, I would be willing to pay if um, I don't tend to block people, but I mute people. Um, yes, if, if there is a way to strengthen the algorithm so that when you mute a bunch of different people, Twitter figures out what what the kind of connecting what the pattern is all of them and would automatically just mute everybody that has that same pattern. Um, it maybe give me some other controls over an algorithm, give me something to make it worthwhile to pay. And I would be willing to pay if it's just like what it is now, I'm not willing to pay, but it would be much for him to be willing to pay. The, the problem with that, Eric, is then you end up with an echo chamber of just people that have the exact same opinion that you do. Uh, so you don't you you miss out on some of the diversity that's out there. And I'm not necessarily saying that all that diversity is good. But if all I'm going to be able to read is people that people that have the exact same opinion that I do, then what's the point? I can just look at myself in the mirror and spout off all that stuff. I I don't yeah. think that's necessarily true. I mean, it really depends on why you're muting people. No, you know, it depends on. You, but I'm I'm talking about under your scenario, where you're saying that that Twitter would would tweak their algorithm so that people that you mute, it would go out and mute every single one of those people that have something similar. And yeah, but to and heading heading down that road, I think leads to and, and there's too many people that do this automatically already. There's all kinds of lists out there that you can subscribe to and throw that in, and, and Twitter will auto block every single person on that list. And most of the people that are using lists like that never go and see what actual <laughs> names are on those lists. They're just saying, "Oh, well, this particular actress or this particular sports person or this particular musician." uses this block list and I like them. So I'm going to block all those people too. And I, I think that's, that's just giving too much control over the information that you're going to see on a social media network to somebody else or something yeah. else. Yeah. The guy that go ahead, Eric, go ahead. But, but if you, one, I guess I would prefer not to actually have to black people and just mute. And there's, there seems to be a difference between what happens with that. And if I'm paying enough to be able to have an effect, then I ought to be able to actually see something about the algorithm. You know, like, oh, let me look at who actually has been muted and let me let me kind of sample through and maybe I add one person in or another person in. I follow such a hugely diverse group of people, both 
ages and interests and you know some for music some for art some for photography some for politics and and one of the issues i have is i might like you know three quarters of the interests of the person but you know that last 25% i just get inundated with my feed and it's not something you know every night you know i i mute two or three people and something is causing it to show up in my feed i keep saying i don't want to see it it's not matching up you know as an example i've got a couple of performance art people that i follow but they are also followed by a bunch of only fans people i would prefer <laughs> not to get my nightly only fans oh hey hi uh, from a new user that has been created in the last month that you know sends me two or three pictures in a swimsuit or whatever that i then have to mute right if i can automatically do that that's not helpful to me it's not giving me anything that i want i want i want the diversity of all of the different people but i need to be able to um uh you know tone it down just a bit okay but who are you going to give that control to you were just talking about tweaking the algorithm so that twitter would know who those people were before you even had a chance to see what they were all about well what i'm i'm saying is if every single night i mute what i suspect are just a bunch of bots there should be some pattern in all of the people that I muted. If every single time I mute somebody, I mute them because they're not wearing anything or wearing a skimpy outfit or whatever. Getting you know, have yeah, have that have that automated a little bit. If I'm paying for it, I should be able to also review the list of who got muted. I'm not blocking them, so it's not necessarily going away, but it should be able to greatly reduce the occurrence. Let me review it every once in a while, right? And, and you know, I like diversity in my feed, but I don't want the diversity to overwhelm the people that I want to be able to keep in touch with. Well, I can, I can pretty much guarantee that Twitter will never give that to you. Neither will Facebook, neither will any of these yeah. social media groups because they hold on to the secrets of those algorithms, like, like, you know, they're the crown jewels. And in a lot of cases, that's exactly what they are. They don't want you to be able to peek behind the corner. So, you But know, they do let you do some kind of muting or blocking and less of whatever that is tends to show yeah, up. Yeah, but that's manual. That That's you doing that. They're not necessarily letting you see the secret sauce behind why they're not pushing some of those users towards you. Yeah, I don't need that part. And you'll never know. You'll never know what that sauce is. I just need to be able to say, pay more attention when I say, yep, this I don't like, I don't like, I don't like, I don't like. I've said it enough times. I mean, Siri can figure out what I don't like. I don't need to see how Siri works to get the benefits of when I say, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And then pretty soon a Siri pops up and says, hey, do you want me just to constantly not do this? Okay. I, I'm, I'm really intrigued by you guys because I, I don't, I can't figure out how I got so lucky or smart or whatever, but I don't see a lot of the stuff you guys are talking about. 
And I mean, maybe I, maybe it's because I don't, I don't know either. Any, anybody that's crazy. Well, no, that's not true. I, um, I, I don't either. I I follow. Follow. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I, I, yeah, of course, you know, once in a while, one of my, one of the people I follow will retweet something, you know, that is far left, far right, you know, off the wall. But for the most part, I feel like, and that's what I've loved about Twitter. And I guess that's why I would pay something a month. I'm not quite sure how much, depending on what effect that, you know, he putting up a, a paywall would have. But I feel like I get you know, decent quality information that I find interesting and useful from the people that I follow. And so maybe it's just a matter of going through and determining who you're going to follow and, you know, sticking to that. Jim? Um, well, you know, if it was just like I had to pay a certain amount, I w would do that. I'm more concerned about what the effect is if everybody, there was a paywall for everybody. Um, cause it's, it's not like an isolated, you know, you can't just, you poke one place and, you know, that changes the whole dynamic of the thing. You know, if, if it, it, any number above zero and probably 95% of the base would fall off. Yep. But, and, and I, I want to be careful, you know, what I claim, but I mean, that's what Matt and Gene are doing with micro.blog and they, from what I see of Micro.blog, they seem to be free of a lot of this junk. Now, is, you know, that's curation by payment. So is that a bit, is, I mean, is it, is it really a crisis that we don't let every Tom, Dick, and Harry in the door? Well, that, you know, I, I think it's not just that, but that's part of it, um, you know, on Micro.blog. In Micro.blog, it's also, I find it, it's like super hard to discover anything new. Um, I mean, you can't even find out who's following you. Um, That's by design. Um, well, you know, p p the way I built my Twitter community was, I, you know, the, on day one, I went and I looked up uh, Brent Simmons, the Net Newswire guy, and I said, who does he follow? And went through the list. Oh, yeah, that's an interesting person I know of. That's, you know, and it, in 45 minutes, I had 100 people I was following. And then I started, you know, like, who do they follow? Who do they follow? And, you know, in a couple hours, I had, you know, a whole network of people that were, you know, a bunch of interesting content. Um, and then also, you know, Twitter seemed to learn from that. And Twitter will show me other stuff that's you know, interesting to me that are from people I've never heard of. And it's like, oh, okay, that's very smart of you, Twitter. You know, it shows me junk I don't want to, but, you know, what, you know, that's life, you know. Um, I, I, on micro.blog, it, it never shows you anything except what you, people you're following. So it's really hard to, and then they have, the, they, they have this thing that's sort of like, that basically the gene recommends. So Gene apparently manually goes through and here's recommended stuff. Well, okay, but, you know, that's not scalable. And, you know, that's just, you know, so, you know, I think there's, a, you know, a few thousand people on micro.blog. Um, you know, it's small enough that three people are running it. 
um, that's not going to scale to 100 million people. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by ZocDoc. Find local doctors who take your insurance at ZocDoc.com slash MacVoices. ZocDoc's mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your home. Search, find, and book doctors with a few taps. And while you want that ride or that delivery, you probably need that doctor's visit. Go to ZocDoc.com slash MacVoices, find the doctor that's right for you, and book an appointment, in person or remotely, that works for your schedule. With ZocDoc, you can find the right doctor for you in your network and in your neighborhood. One that makes you feel like you're in good hands, you're supported, and you're heard. And isn't that exactly the kind of doctor that you really want? Go to ZocDoc.com slash MacVoices and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash MacVoices. Thanks to ZocDoc for their support of Mac Voices. We're, we're doing it again. We're, we're saying that everybody has to have access to everything and that it has to scale, you know, or it can't no, no, exist. But, and, yeah, and, I think it does. You know, that's the reason, you know, that's the benefit of Twitter. If, you know, uh, like if there's a brush fire, I, I look out my window and see a brush fire. I can go on. Twitter and say Glendale brush fire. I'll find something about it. I've actually done that. Okay. Um, that's not going to happen unless a big, you know, chunk of the population is on it. Um, I, uh, I mean, again, I guess it almost microdot blog to me feels like Twitter did in the early days. It's a lot tighter. It's a lot smaller community. Um, you know, there's. You're right. The discoverability is difficult, but that, as I recall, what Manton and Gene said was pretty much by design, so th that you didn't. There wasn't scorekeeping. In other words, it, you know, it wasn't. Oh, I've got 200 followers, and you know, you only have 100 followers. You know, it was more for people that really wanted to participate, and you know, they they either knew some, they either knew somebody already on there, or they knew. Somebody introduced somebody to somebody else, and it's it's a lot more small townish, if you will, and that has positive and negative implications. I, I agree with what you just said, but you know my experience is that it's just doesn't hold my interest. And that's fair. That's fair. You know, may, you know, may not be for you. Um, I mean, and I keep trying it because. You know, Manton and Gene are two of my favorite people. I'm kind of hoping they don't see the show now. But if you do, if you do, I love you guys. And and Manton, come back to Anna's drinking. Um, yeah. uh, inside joke. He'll he'll know what I mean. Okay. All right. Uh, um, Keep and I, you know, I keep coming back, and they, and they have meetups a couple of times a year, which I love, and those are great. Um, and they're like Zoom meetups, and they have sessions and hangouts, and they're they're really interesting. And you know, that always gets me. Like for a couple of weeks afterwards, I'll I'll, I'll check microdot blog, and I kind of have to I have to leave it in my dock. If I ever mm -hmm. quit it, 
then I just completely forget it exists. Now that doesn't happen with Twitter. Twitter, I'm like, I wonder what's going on. Oh, boom. Oh yeah, there's a ton of interesting stuff going on that's really, you know, makes me want to check it. Yeah. So, you know, I, and I, I think, you know, Manton is kind of like, he doesn't want that addictive or whatever. Well, yeah, you succeeded. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, you know, I don't think that's just about the $5. No, no, I agree. I agree. Hey, before we leave this, because we want to make, make move on and just cover a couple, at least a couple other things. But um, I wanted to ask, to ask, want to go around the room and ask you if you can or, or will um, reveal what twi Twitter client or clients you use since we're talking Twitter. Um, David, how about with you? We'll start with you. I. I mix around. I, I, I primarily use the the official Twitter app. Um, I have Tweetbot. Use that once in a while. I go on the web a little bit, but I'm I'm in pretty much using the Twitter app. I've been happy with it. Nice thing is I have set up for notifications, so of you know, a lot of Apple news sites and such. So I get I get pop up uh, uh, notifications all the time on my on my iPhone. I love it because I'm always keep on top of things. So that the Twitter app seems to work good for me. Okay, thank you. Um, before I go to Jim, I want to welcome Brittany Smith. She has uh, arrived. Britt, good to see you. Yay, Thanks for being Brittany. here. Hey, Yay, better late than never, right? Always, always good to have you. <laughs> always good to have you. We've been talking uh, Elon Musk and Twitter. and I caught a little bit of it. Did you? Okay, good, good. So you kind of know where we are. And right now we're just polling everyone as to what Twitter clients they use. Um, Jim? Okay. Um, I... Just on on my desktop, I just use the web, and and then on my mobile devices, I use the the Twitter app. Um, that was one thing that kept me off of Twitter for a long time, was the way Twitter dealt with developers, third party. I didn't like it, and you know, so I just kind of you know. I, you know, that was, I, I sort of like for a long time boycotted it because I didn't like how they did, did you know, de dealt with that. And and then when I started using it, when I was like, well, I think I better just stick with, you know, the official things because I'm too worried that I'll get hooked on some particular app and then it'll get pulled. So... I, and you know, I, I find it it works okay, but I don't know. Maybe I'd love something else more, but I just didn't want to take that risk. Okay, Eric. Um, yeah, I use the the Twitter app every once in a while. I'll hit hit it with a web browser because I'm on a different computer or something. But mostly the Twitter app because I always have the phone with me. Um, occasionally, if I'm off for too long, I'll get an email message with here are the 10 people you normally follow and this is what they said recently and can kind of jump back in again. Uh, and then um, I use the Mastodon app kind of with three different themed accounts um, to sort of, it's almost like jumping into a, a focus room with a particular topic. It's not as broad as Twitter, but sort of a similar feel. And that has been a better experience than Mastodon in a web browser. But but Mastodon, you're not using Mastodon for Twitter. You're using Mastodon for Mastodon. Yes, but I, yeah. I 
flip back and forth. So Twitter, there'll be a bunch of stuff. And then, you know, there'll be some content I, that, that one of the different Mastodon rooms will have more info on. And I flip over to the science Mastodon or the photographer Mastodon. And, and um, it's it's less mixed up with politics and everything else, a little bit more focused. Uh, but Twitter is where I start. Twitter is where I get kind of the new topics and whatever else is going on. Um, Guy? Yeah, I use TweetDeck. Uh, I've got three different Twitter accounts, and it allows me to set up different columns for things like, you know, the the homepage where people I follow or people that follow me, that'll show up there. The stuff that I put in shows up in a different column. Whatever activity is associated will show up in another column and messages in yet another column. And I've got that I've got that set up for uh, all three of my Twitter accounts. Okay. Uh, Web? That's what? Um, uh, on my computer, in my office, I, I, I'm, I'm not a prolific tweeter. So, uh, but on the computer, on my office, I tweet deck or sometimes the, the, the Twitter app itself. I still have Twitterific on my phone, uh, but like I said, I don't use it all that much. So, okay. Britt, how about you? I can find unmute. Uh, so when I use it, uh, I have Twitterific, but of course I have to get my notifications through the native uh, Twitter app. So I have both of them, um, but I, I much prefer my glorious mutes and filters that I have set up on Twitterific. Hmm, okay. Um, and I use Tweetbot. Um, I, well, I use Tweetbot and uh, TweetDeck. Um, I tend to tweet, well, to come to think, I guess I tweet through both of them, but on the on on the outgoing. But Guy, I'm like you, you know, I have it set up with multiple um, Twitter accounts, yeah. identities, but I also have, you know, a couple channels just for specific topics, sort of along the lines of what Eric was talking about. Um, one of them is Final Cut Pro. So, yeah. you know, I see anything that gets, you know, hashtagged or designated with that and i mean i love you know i, I love that channel because it's it's pure <laughs> you know there's there's no politics yeah, it's, there's no... it's not like you know because the part of the problem when you like for example um da vinci or final cut pro groups in facebook it almost always devolves into fights between users and moderators and all the rest of that and you just don't get that on twitter with with hashtagged messages that are typically related to whatever the topic is that you enjoy. So if I had one for like the Miami Dolphins, it would it would mostly just be about stuff concerning the Dolphins. It wouldn't have anything to do with with a, an argument between a moderator and a and a user of a group that you would get in other social media groups. Um Craig in the chat room says um spring for Twitter. And I just am pasting in a link to the to the app store for that. Um, I am not familiar with Spring at all. I don't know if any of you are, all are. No, I've never heard of it. Never heard yeah, of it. I hadn't either. Fast uh, <laughs> performance, it, truly native design, and a highly customizable user interface. So thanks, Craig. I guess Check it's it I guess it's kind of relevant to this discussion. I subscribe to about 50 RSS feeds. Um and I'm also on several Slack groups and a couple of Discord groups and about 
for discourse forums. Yeah, that I mean, that's almost a whole other discussion about the multiple channels yeah. of, of information that you can get. And that that might be a good one, Jim. I don't think we'll do it tonight. But well, you know, I wasn't going to go, but you know, I mean, that's sort of no. like I consider that in the same bin as yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Well, they're all. I mean, some well, of them are more one way, and I also yeah. have Apple News. Yeah, and depend and you know, with RSS feeds, it depends on who you who you subscribe to as to how often you know their site gets updated, and therefore how often their their RSS gets updated. Uh. I get a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with all those, I bet you do. You know, I mean, I, I subscribe. It's mostly tech, you know, well, 9 to 5 Mac, Apple Insider. Um, yeah, I do you know. Um, I wanted to move on and just touch on Apple's earnings call. And no, my God, we're not going to go through the results. Everybody, anybody that wants to find the results can can go see them. I, did anybody listen to the call or read the transcript or listen to the recording? Yeah, David, you did. Anybody else? I haven't been able to face it yet. Okay. Just I, I understand just, it, they made a lot of money. Well, yeah, thank you, guys. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> thank you, Jim Cramer. Um, I, 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 I mean, it was an interesting call. It's. I think it's always interesting to see, you know, what is said repeatedly and then what is therefore new. And one of the things that I felt like was new this time were the economic fluctuations in in currency and exchange rates. Um, and there was a bit more acknowledgement of a headwind um, from things like uh, we still maybe see a little bit of pandemic, but the supply chain is still out there. Um, the, the, the war in Ukraine is still very much there. And those were some things that haven't been mentioned quite as often, if at all, in the past. And so, you know, but I mean, they came out strong. Um, the iPad was down a little bit. Uh, they, you know, they, with the Mac, they they were very careful to point out that really you shouldn't compare this quarter with last year's quarter because last year's quarter is when the M1 came out, which can't believe it's been a whole year since we, you know, that hit the streets, but. Um, and, and that, and I think it's a fair point. So in two years, two years. Yes, it mm -hmm. has been two years. You're right, but thank you. It's been so, two years. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's what it's worth an hour of your time. I really do. I mean, sure. There's some of the usual boilerplate stuff, but overall, and it, it's, it's just interesting to hear instead of reading the interpretations, you hear it straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah, they're very transparent, which is great. I, I, I like I like how those turnings calls are. This Mac Voices live panel wraps up in the next edition of Mac Voices, talking about Comcast, their rate increases, and the fact that they are not seeing increasing subscriber rates. That's next time on Mac Voices. We'll see you then. As always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices.
Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.